thank you for coming back to us. It is our pleasure that all the stories we tell here find the listeners. Today we will start with a story about how everything goes wrong during the journey and it ruins the experience. Honestly, we are sure that any trip and experience depend on your expectations, attitude and mood while you are traveling. Of course, not everything, but sometimes things can definitely go wrong. For example, when I got a pinched nerve, maybe it's not the right word to explain the condition due to the language barrier, but I will explain. We were in Prague, it was a cold and windy day, we were walking and walking and walking and then took the road to Dresden, which is not far from Prague, about 150 kilometers, almost a two-hour drive. By the way, if you're visiting either of those cities, consider visiting another one, as both have so much to show and tell and there is a very convenient bus connection between the two cities. Or you can combine them into a three-city itinerary Berlin, Dresden, Prague and have a wonderful time spending only a few hours on transportation. So we took a nap, a short nap in the car reaching Dresden and when I woke up I couldn't turn my head right as the muscle was sore or the nerve felt blocked. It was terrible. I couldn't drive any further as it was impossible to turn the head for the right side car mirror. Eventually my whole Dresden experience that time turned into small massage sessions when we were just stopping on every bench for mirror to massage my neck to at least a little bit relieve the pain. The city is lovely but that experience was terrible because of my health conditions. Oh and my terrible experience in Albania after the chain of events we've been through while traveling there I don't even want to return to the country. Although it has a marvelous landscape, wonderful seashore and unique sights, but the heat was over 45 degrees Celsius. I ripped my shoe while hiking and those constantly occupied hotels and canceled reservations pissed me off. Yeah, guys, that was super challenging. When we had all our accommodations booked online by Booking.com and Airbnb, and this is the time since I don't like using Airbnb as a platform for booking accommodations because they were totally irresponsible. So what happened was we had all the reservations but when we arrived, nothing was available. That's a thing in Albania that can happen if you're traveling the country on your own, without a travel agency or any other professional help. The main operational principle in Albanian hotels is first come, first served. So this is what happened with us during that week that we traveled in Albania. We have a reservation, we come to a hotel and they say, oh, sorry, we don't have available rooms. And we were like, just, but, but we have a reservation. And they say, oh, sorry, this couple just came and we gave them your room. Uh, well, okay, can we book another room? Uh, no, excuse me, we're full. And then we had to go and look for other options, but you can't look online and uh, it is not that reliable. I remember making 10 reservations in one day and all hotels were full, so we just had to drive from place to place asking for a room. And, uh, and the lack of the English language to this and a 45 degrees heat wave. And there is a whole new experience. Albania was a thing. After that, when, we, when people say that Albania is the new Italy, and 
and it's only growing and going there for a vacation is a fabulous idea, we are very skeptical about that. I think if you want to travel to Albania, you have to be sure that you want to go there. No offense. I can say the same thing about Turkey. You have to know a lot of things and research so much to better prepare for the journey and stand safe and satisfied in Turkey. Some of the most vivid experiences we had there were either taxi or gas stations. Yes, a taxi in Istanbul is crazy, especially when you're a tourist. Once we were in a taxi and the driver was driving around the district so the meter could go up and up and up and he could charge us more. So Well, we knew that because we were staying in Istanbul for five days and we were taking a taxi every day and all drivers took the same road except for this one, just driving in circles. Another time it was just a fraud when the taxi driver tried to charge us four times more than the meter was showing. He said that the meter counts under regular conditions and at the moment it was a rush hour, traffic and road closures, so he had to quadruple the amount of the meter. And the most outrageous incident happened near Bodrum. When we stopped for gas, in Turkey there are helpers at the gas stations who assist you in fueling your car. So the men approached us, we asked for the full tank and then we got distracted by another worker who offered to clean our windscreen and we refused and non blah blah blah. So eventually the tank was full and the helper gave us the receipt and asked for a certain amount of money to pay. So we paid and started the engine uh, to leave like to leave with our car. Then we suddenly realized that the tank is half full, but we paid as it was for full tank. So at first we thought that the fuel meter was broken. Well, you know, because you, at first you start checking yourself. So we tried to check that, restarted the car, waiting for the indicator to go up, and it still didn't. Then we decided to ask this helper uh, how much fuel he put in our car, and he immediately became very nervous and weird. We saw the numbers on the pump, and and understood that he charged us for the full tank, but in reality he put just half of the fuel in the tank. He was shouting at us, saying tourists are not friendly, what do you want? But he was like very suspicious kind of in the situation. So we asked him to give us our money back or add the necessary amount of fuel. He did put more fuel uh, while showing us his neglect and continuing to say something in Turkish to himself. It was really kind of weird situation. This was an unpleasant experience can happen, but it leaves this mark and makes you more vigilant next time. I don't like when someone tries to make a fool of me, and we have many stories like this as we've been traveling for over 15 years now to different countries and regions, and throughout the years you adjust to it and even start thinking that it is normal. Like currency exchange places in the city centers of major tourist destinations, quite often they are real ripoff, and we all know this and accept the fact that it also has a place in the industry. But there are also situations when you are the one to blame. When you make a mistake and forget something, or you're late for the train and arrive at the airport later than you should and miss your flight, for example. We had the situation in Germany four years ago at Frankfurt Airport. Well, 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 I still don't think it was our fault. The airport security control was so slow, so slow that eventually 30 people didn't make it to our flight and 17 people didn't make it to the flight to Sofia, departing 10 minutes after our flight. Okay, I do agree. It was so slow, you can't even imagine 
imagine how slow everything was happening there and we asked the personnel twice if they could do something about it. They just said that everything should be fine and we will make it. Do you know what they did? They opened an extra line 10 minutes before the gate closes and it also was so slow that people still didn't make it to their flight. We had to leave the gate and at first all the people didn't want to because they demanded the airport to compensate the flight expenses because it was not the passenger's fault that all the processes were so slow. So eventually they called the police and about 15 police Policemen came to convoy us out of the gate back to the general area. And we didn't get compensation because we scanned our boarding passes one hour and 40 minutes prior to the departure and not two hours before the departure as they say in regulations. So this is an unanswered question in my head that stays there. If we came 20 minutes earlier, would we make it? No, because there were people who came two hours and 30 minutes before the departure and they also didn't make it to that flight because of that slow security control. And maybe we would get compensated if we came earlier to the airport. I don't know. But what is more fascinating, we found out that the airline knew about the slow security control in this airport and knew that every time there are people who just don't make it, the airline sold more tickets than the actual number of passengers it could take on board. To be precise, 11 more tickets than seats. And yes, this is kind of like a proven information that we found out from one of the personnel members. So it's just not that we are talking things and making this up. In general, Frankfurt Airport is a busy airport with too many passengers and not everyone is coping with their job well, so we have what we have. But the real things go wrong situation is my Berlin story. <laughs> the Columbia. <laughs> yes, so we arrived in Berlin by car and I wanted to pee so badly, like really badly. We stopped at the gas station and the toilet was out of order and I couldn't use it. So we realized that the best solution is to use bushes, especially as we were driving in such a secluded area with no residential buildings along Columbia Dam. And we stopped. I opened the door, stepped out of the car, and stepped into shit. <laughs> this was hilarious. Practically, I stopped to pee and stepped in, in a pool. I will not go into the details of how unpleasant that was and what we had to do to clean my shoe, but after that moment, that time in Berlin didn't go as planned. Totally. It really was a sign. We even joked about it that the city gave us an obvious sign not to expect anything good from that visit. Well, such situations happen, but it is actually what makes those journeys memorable. And if this all hasn't happened to us, we wouldn't have those stories to tell. And we love our stories. <laughs> there are also those good moments when something unexpectedly pleasant happens. Interrupt me if I already told the story here, but it is so good that I can tell it twice. So we were in Genoa by car. By the way, our Fiat has traveled with us 
us so much to many places to Albania to Italy to north of France and we used to drive from Ukraine to all those destinations taking three weeks to one month journeys or just driving to Berlin for four to six months and traveling from there I do remember 12 years ago we parked our car right near the venue in the Netherlands and after the show a man approached us and asked what country the car was from he was super excited to find out that we drove all the way from Ukraine of course it could look strange why would you drive all the way when you just can fly and rent a car but at the time our car was our house our transport our base and our travel body and we just enjoyed it like that now we are more into the comfort of taking a flight instead of driving 16 hours to reach our first destination but we still find road trips exciting so general it was late evening and we came to a gas station many gas stations in italy have only self-service after working hours so we used the machine to put fuel into our car we followed the instructions put 20 euros into the machine and nothing happened the pump made some noises but did not give us fuel we were figuring it out like thinking what to do when suddenly the police car arrives and two men get out of the car no 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 you should go like this two handsome italian men get out of the car wearing their designer uniform that perfectly fits their bodies showing off their <laughs> muscles <laughs> well kind of something like that apparently i was so into the machine taking out 20 euros that i didn't pay attention to the looks of those policemen but they were so polite and helpful they patiently listened to our problem I think I was so overwhelmed that I repeated everything like three times you know this tone of voice when you are nervous and excited and a bit anxious that you are repeatedly saying the same you know what back then 20 euros was a lot of money for us it was the beginning of our way through life and we were spending everything on traveling life was measured in the money you can save to spend on another trip and we traveled a lot like really a lot so one of the policemen just turned it's so interesting how i just keep telling this story and you keep kind of like interrupting, interrupting. Yeah, and lovely things so one of the policemen just turned to us and said calm down it's not a problem you know in their like italian way uh, how much money was it he asked we said 20 euros he gets 20 euros out of his pocket puts them into the machine and the pump starts working it was a real move true gentlemen so we got our 15 liters and continued our way along the coast to france it was that time when we started driving late in the evening to sleep in the car on the motorway and in the morning arrive at the next destination good old times by the way that drive was through menton the city and commune in france very pleasant and in february there is a cool lemon festival held from the 11th until the 26th of february fete de citron or menton lemon festival is a unique event that attracts more than 200,000 visitors every year the festival celebrates the annual production of specialty lemons and other citrus fruit in menton all the floats and sculptures present at the festival are created from lemons and oranges there are parades shows acrobats whistles drummers mask dancing people food stalls and many more in 1875 hoteliers proposed to the municipality to create a carnival parade to enliven the city in winter 
As early as 1876, the event attracted locals and wealthy winter visitors. At the time, it was fashionable for the wealthy to come and spend the winter months in the mild climate of the French Riviera. Kings, princesses and artists just flocked to the palaces in the city or had villas built there. Well, since we are already talking about festivals and carnivals, last weekend the Carnival of Venice celebrated its opening first in three years. After three years of scaled-back events due to COVID-19 pandemic, it is finally back in its full grandeur. And if you want to visit, you still have time to come before it ends on February 21st. And it is a known fact that it is more spectacular on the last weekend of the festival. So hurry up, we will tell more about the Carnival of Venice and its history and its peculiarities and traditions in our next episode because it's so interesting. Yeah, today we just dived into the world of our stories, but the moral is there is always something that might happen during your trip, good or bad. Never take it seriously, enjoy your journey and accept life with an open heart. Yes, in our case war has happened and it has changed our lives, us, our attitudes and perceptions. It is horrible, but it has made us value life even more and enjoy every single moment of it. You know, we saw this saying some months ago, saying, after I found out the price of life, I can't waste any moment of it. I think a lot about it when I'm in doubt. Well, this is really some kind of personal episode and we will not take more of your time. Let us know if you liked it. Don't forget to subscribe, follow us on Instagram and check out our Telegram channel. All the links are attached below and stay tuned not to miss more exciting content that is coming soon. Of course, it was the personal episode and the personal story how I um, (laughs) stepped in the shit. Thank you very much for listening and have a great time.